Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Chasing the Impossible. I am so excited today. I've got one of my very best boys out here, one of the most incredible producers, songwriters in the business. His name is Eric Bluetooth Griggs. I, I won't even tell you all the songs he's produced. I'll let, you get, let him give you a little bit of that. But you, I can bet you've heard a lot of his records out there. Trust me. Uh, Eric Bluetooth Griggs to our team, to Chasing the Impossible. How you doing today, man? I'm good, man. It's good to be talking to you across the country like this. Man, cool. you know, this is how we do it. We use technology to get it done, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, to all the subscribers out there, you know, let it, tell me a little bit about what you do and where you come from. Uh, what I do is, in the music business, they call me a hundred percenter. Mm -hmm. So, a hundred percenter is somebody who can, you know, you can lock them in a room by themselves and they can come out with a full record. Like, everything it takes to make a record, I do. There it is. Multi-instrumentalist, <laughs> singer, songwriter, you know, producer, yeah. teacher, all that good stuff. Okay. And some of the records that maybe people might know that you've done, you throw a couple out there? I throw a couple. Um, I did No Air for Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown. That was the... One of my favorites. Yes, one of my favorites. You know, one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of people say that, which I think is just amazing. You know, that's wonderful. Um, and then, you know, I've done some other stuff. I worked on some Tyrese. I worked on some, I worked on some stuff for Aretha Franklin. I did some movie stuff. Uh, Dreamgirls soundtrack played a lot on that. Nice. You know, just working, man. Okay, okay. So, you know, for someone like you who's, uh, most people would call successful, uh, I tell people all the time that the most successful people, they've had to conquer some kind of impossible to get to where they are. And what yes. would you say would be your impossible? What, what did you have to chase to get to where you are right now? Well, I mean, I'm, I might be one of the perfect people to talk to about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. a dude, I'm a dude that just one day decided to take one guitar and a suitcase to California. Oh, you were that dude. And never come back. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's literally me. Wow. I spent my last money on the plane ticket. I took uh, one guitar. I know you can't see it over there, but the, uh, you want me to show you which one it was? Yeah, I go ahead. You. Go <laughs> uh, you still got that guitar, huh? Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look you heard at this that. guitar on Compton the Soundtrack. Nice. All that stuff, man. Um, but that's <laughs> all I brought with me to California and a suitcase. Yeah. And I didn't have a car at first because I flew out here. Wow. And I had three people that I went to school with that I stayed with. One in Long Beach, one in Inglewood, and one in Pasadena. Okay. And, you know, none of them were deep in the music industry where I wanted to be. I didn't know anybody out here uh, where I was going, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, impos that's, that's impossible. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. What, what, made you, I, what made you think, I can do this? What, what was your fuel behind it? Well, I mean, you know, you talk all the time about the fact that you're of the Christian faith, mm -hmm. and so am I. So I came out here because I felt like I had confirmation okay. that that's exactly what I was supposed to do. I yeah. would not have come out here <laughs> of my own volition in my own strength. It would not have worked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't think it would have worked if I had done that. But I came out here for three weeks, and I came out here sight unseen. You know, I didn't come out here to work. I came out here to chill. I ended up playing gigs, and I made more here than I would have made if I stayed at home. Okay, okay. And I was like, okay, I was, all right. Um, then I went back home for a little while, and my friend called me and said, there's a church out here that wants you know, to hire a musician for three months if you want to come out here and do that. And it, it happened to be uh, the second largest AME church this side of Mississippi. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was impossible. It, it took – 
four and a half months for me to have my own place. Okay. In California. Wow. So yeah, I don't even looking back, I can't even really that's that's impossible. <laughs> I, still, I still feel like it's impossible. It just happened to happen. Right, right. <laughs> you so, know, but so it's you, because you, of the confirmation because of the faith that I have. So you made the jump and your your faith was your fuel to get out there. You said, Look, I I gotta do this. I just feel like I'm led to do this. This is where I'm supposed to go. Uh, you got yeah. the you landed the job, you said, Okay, now here I am. Um yeah. you know, was there a time when you had to get your grind on, do your homework to figure out how to make this work. Because here you are, guitar player out of nowhere. You're going to have to get your do your homework and figure out how to make this thing fly in L.A. Well, yeah, see, the thing play. is, it, the, the important thing is the timing of, of when you do that and and uh, not letting your ego be your determining factor, but literally how much value is inside of you at the time. That's mm. what determines what your leverage is and how you can move forward. Mm, mm. Not what you think about yourself. It's actually what's in there. That's what's right? up. So, Say that again. Yeah, you're, I, yeah I'm going to so repeat I, that myself again. Like, I'm going to go back and I replay this myself right now for that one. Right, two years out. Right. So what I had to – I did my homework in Huntsville, Alabama, and all the places I lived before that okay. and got to the place where I was overqualified for anything anyone could ask me to do here, <laughs> musically. Yeah, yeah. So I felt comfortable at that point doing that because I correctly assessed my actual value. There it is. There it is. Right. So the homework I had to do when I got here wasn't musical how to make a record homework. It was how does the industry work homework. There you go. So the homework that I had done freed me up to be able to do the homework that I needed to learn on the fly so I wouldn't get taken advantage of and so I could matriculate through this industry and have something to show for it. And trust me, that took every bit of mental fortitude that I had at my disposal. If I had had to learn music at the same time, there's no way I would have been able to keep up. That's that's smart. That's smart. So you're you're teaching people, okay, do your homework first before you try to jump out and become this thing. Get your groundwork yeah. done. Get get yeah. your roots down. Don't go out there yeah. and try to be a tree and you ain't got no roots yet. You right. Know? <laughs> get, right. Get it down first before you move and learn Absolutely. the next level, you know? Make your moves based upon your leverage. I mean, that's in anything, in, in yeah. a game, in war, in life. You yeah. make your moves based upon the leverage that you have to be able to make those moves. Yeah. You know, so in order, I always say, like in my songwriting classes, favor is the most important thing and the most valuable thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Because money can be gained with favor, mm -hmm. but favor can't be gained with money. Mm. And there's literally nothing that you can do in life without someone making a positive decision in your favor. Okay, okay. And if you're gonna be famous, if you're gonna like be an artist and put stuff out, thousands, millions of people have to make a decision in your favor to listen to your song, sure. to, to buy your music, mm -hmm. right? They have mm -hmm. to make that decision in order for you to be successful. So favor is required. Wow. No matter wow. what. That's deep, that's deep. I didn't <laughs> even go there, that's deep. Right, but what, where does favor come from, though? Favor comes from somebody looking at you and seeing the value inside of you, not just your face, not just the fact that you exist, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that guy is that guy, so he must be able to help me. Nobody <laughs> says that, sure, okay? Sure. <laughs> People say, that guy can do this, or that guy can offer this, or that guy can make this so much better, right. I need to be around. It's going to be because of the value that's inside of you wow. that it happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to get you the favor to move you through wherever you're going. I like it. I like it. What about the opportunities? Um, this sometimes you have to fail, you know, because you oh, you, yeah. you done your homework, you got out there, but don't think on the way you didn't have some ups and downs. And come on, man, look, fa <laughs> failure, failure is a 
is a widely misunderstood concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it should be widely misunderstood because the word suggests something that it's actually not. Like failure isn't real failure. The only true failure is being successful at the wrong thing. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's the only way to actually fail. Okay. okay. Uh, is if you never did the right the thing you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the way you identify the thing you're supposed to do is two things. Are you passionate about it and are you gifted in it? Mm-hmm. Not just one, both. <laughs> Don't just yeah. be passionate about it and you're not gifted in it and just run off and do it. That's yeah. that's not that's not smart. Yeah. You know, it's going to take you 10 years to do something that another guy would take one year to do because he's actually gifted in that area. You're competing with people who are gifted sure. because you're passionate. No, don't do that. Yeah. And if you're just gifted and you're not passionate about it, yeah, I can do that, but okay. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs. You just mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And um, a lack of passion will never propel you through the downs that okay. will happen on the way to your goal. So it's no point in starting if you know you don't have enough fuel to finish. That's just stupid. Right. right? Nobody right. would do that. Except people who are trying to be successful, which is the funny thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people do do that sometimes. So give me so an example of where you go. where you fell and you learned from it, had to keep going. Oh, man. Um, you know, technically, every time you do something that doesn't happen the way you intended for it to happen, you could call that a failure. Sure. Right. It, it, so if I write a song for an artist and they don't pick it, technically it's a failure. Yeah. Uh, um, that happens eight times for every, you know, one that gets placed. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> um, you know, what I always say is I'm writing a book right now called uh, Get Your Mind Right. But in the book, it says failures are the rest stops on the highway to success. There you go. There you go. So if you're the longer the trip you're taking and the bigger the thing you're doing, the more rest stops are going to be necessary. When you're at a rest stop, you're not moving. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting down, you're not moving, you're not even in the car sometimes. You're shaking yeah. your legs, you're getting right. your circulation back. And someone could look at you and say, He's not even moving right now. Right. He's <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be going to, to you know New York from right. California. This dude ain't even driving right now. Wow. You no. Know? But it's necessary to take those breaks. It's necessary. And the thing about life is it has built in breaks, just like <laughs> The highway does. Yeah. <laughs> you got those you know, trail offs that you just roll onto the corner. Yeah, because you don't you don't necessarily know when to take those breaks. You don't sure. know when you need those breaks. Um, you don't know when something's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. You don't know when maybe something you did was a little premature, and you know it, it, there's a better timing there for you. And sometimes it's those failures that allow you to re- reevaluate along the way. Okay. And, and the more times you can reevaluate the more likely you are to reach your goal because you're constantly adjusting for where you're going. Yes, yes. And the moment when you don't feel like you need to adjust is when you'll continue in the wrong direction, which is the only actual failure. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, now you're spinning it all the way back around. I, I liked it. I liked right. it. Yes, so yes. That's, yeah. that's, that's I mean, so when I think of, you know, identifying what I want to do, believing that I can do it, you know, having the fuel to get there, making the mistakes along the way, but doing my homework and figuring it out. I think the yeah. final thing that brings it around is that people have to just trust that process. They want yeah. it easy. They want it like A to B, microwave it, and you can't microwave success. You can't microwave your impossible. You have to take yourself through the <laughs> right. entire process. That's right. Exactly. You know, 
I mean, how how does that relate to what you what you've done? Man, dude, I, what what kills me sometimes is that people are surprised when big things are difficult. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, it's a big thing. Like, why <laughs> why did you think it was gonna be easy, and why when it's difficult? I understand you being like maybe a little annoyed mm-hmm. when it's difficult, but if you're surprised. That's a problem. (laughs) That's a real problem. That's like walking into the gym and saying, you know what? I want to live 400 today. And being scrawny. This is your first time in the gym. Right. right? You're like, okay. And you just go to 400 to try to bench. And you'd be like, what happened? (laughs) It's four. You got to lift the lightweight first, bro. Right. right. (laughs) Well, I think people just, just, people look at people like yourself and think, Oh, they were successful. You know, they the overnight success. Right. That, I tell people that just doesn't exist. There is no right. overnight success. There was always a process no to how they got there. And even yeah. where you explained that you had to get your butt out to to to, to L.A., you had to yeah. play a church for a minute. You had to grind yeah. on your guitar and get your stuff together before you got yeah. to that. You had to start yeah. getting yourself out there with placements. Yeah. I mean, you there was a process to how you did that. You know, yes. and and I want people to understand that if they're going to start where you are and or want to get to where you are. They yeah. got to step by step by step by step to get there. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you need to evaluate if you're supposed to first. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the first thing. Let, let's establish that you're definitely supposed to. I had no questions in my mind at all in my entire life what I was supposed to do. Okay, that was it. So that not a problem. That right. barrier was already gone. Okay, so okay. I didn't have to deal with that. A lot of people are trying to figure that out. If you're trying yes. to figure that out. You don't want to be in the marathon trying to figure out if you should run. <laughs> and that's what people do every day. Like, every how day. are you going to win any type of race? Like, should I even be out here right now? Like, <laughs> Shouldn't I be cooking or something or what? I don't know. Everything, the thing about it is everything you see along that race will have the power to distract you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're not sure if you should be racing. So if you shouldn't be racing, maybe I should be right there or right there. Or maybe I should be right there. Every right. donut shop you pass, mm, I'd much rather be eating a donut than not. Right? <laughs> Every place you pass will be alluring to you because you're not sure you should even be racing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. need a surety of what you should be doing before you start the race. If that's the case, you can see all the donut shops in the world. Like, that's not my story. Yeah, yeah. And you will be laser focused and you can actually finish the race and not just start it, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, which a so lot of people do. That's, that's the first step. You need to know that, that you're supposed to. That was, uh, there was no thinking. I didn't think anything. I knew that I was going to make it. I knew that I was supposed to because it was based on confirmation of something outside of myself. Mm-hmm. It yeah. wasn't just based on I want to. Yeah, yeah. If it was just based on I want to, it may or may not work. Right. If it's based on I'm supposed to, this is my mission, this is the reason why I exist, mm-hmm. then why should I ever question it? Because there's some difficulty. Yeah, yeah. And I expect the difficulty. I expect to, I expect the Grammy nominations and I expect the Grammys, but I also expect it to be hard to get to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. strap on. It's like any other race. Like you, you knew it was. You had to train for this. Like right, right. Don't go from day one and just start the race either. Like yeah. you have to be conditioned. Yeah. Once you condition, you get in. You know, even in your conditioning, it's going to be difficult. Right. Like, yeah. Right. All right. the people in a marathon are conditioned to run. Are they conditioned to run that far though? Like, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that far though? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yes, sir. And this is a race 
where you don't have a definite uh, length. You don't have a you don't have a definite distance that you have to run. You don't know that when you start this race. So that's the thing that's different about this in the marathon. You know, it's a five k. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. I can run five k because right. I've trained and I've run five k before. Right. In this race, you don't know when you're gonna get to your destination, and you don't know how far you're gonna have to run. Yeah. Yeah. So a person that knows that will take as much fuel as possible, will carry enough water, yeah. will have a different mindset about the race because there's the uncertainty of the things that they don't know themselves, that they can't calculate, that right. unquantifiable that they don't know. All they know, they're supposed to get there, where there is, mm, how long it'll take to get there, eh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that I'm supposed to get there, bro, wow. you're going to differently you're gonna you're gonna pack a little heavier yeah yeah you want to know a little more you're gonna want to study a little farther into the distance because you don't know if you're gonna have to run that far or not yeah you're gonna think ahead you're gonna have to have more foresight you're gonna have to think more about the big picture than where you are right now your whole mind changes when you correctly assess your intrinsic value and the race yeah 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 Man, that's good stuff, man. You 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 setting people free today. You, you must go on church, get your get your get your get your Bible up, and go ahead and do this because you, you're, you're doing it today. You're doing it. You're doing it today. You're doing it today. Got the C two D over there. I can always get an organ. <laughs> well, man, I just appreciate you stopping by, chasing the impossible, and uh, letting man. folks know that it is possible. And Absolutely. you are a testament to to the people that say, well, you know, I can't make it out of my little town. You came out of Huntsville, Alabama, and look where you at. Oh, you know, you know, yeah. I, my I, nothing can happen here. Well. You know, you got to get out of town, you know. Dude, I had, let's see, in Huntsville, Alabama, when I left, I believe it was the third lowest cost of living in the country. Yeah. I had a two-bedroom apartment, like 1,700 square feet, uh, two bed, two full baths, uh, two walk-in closets. Yeah. I had all that for $440 a month. That- <laughs> you was living like a king up there, kid. I left that <laughs> for California. Yeah, that ain't no only half of California, kid. No, sir. Uh, the no, same sir. apartment here is easily $3,500. Yeah, easy, easy, easy. Easily $3,500 a month for the same apartment, depending easy. on where, where it sits. Wow. 25 so, to 30 Well, man, let's let's keep in contact together, man. I, I hope that... Uh, uh, that our our viewers continue to watch what you're doing. Are there any yeah. links or any kind of uh, social platforms you want to check you out on? Yeah, there's um, the newly uh, opened Bluetooth University YouTube page. Check that out. Just give, go to give Bluetooth them a, University. I'll, I'll put the the, uh, the information at the bottom of the video for you. Sweetness. Um, there's Instagram, which okay. is Bluetooth at BLU number two TH. Okay. And that's, that's pretty much how I roll, social media-wise. Okay, okay. And any other projects we should be looking for to kind of help you support or anything that coming out? We should say, hey, go out and see this or go out and support that, go out uh, and buy that? Most of the stuff I'm doing, I can't tell you about. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to kill you, right? I got you, I got you. Right, I, yeah. Well, man, that. we again, we appreciate you taking the time to stop by. Uh, I hope yep. the, the viewers enjoy your, enjoyed your time and, and, and what you've taught us. I'm going to write some notes when I go back and watch the video over again. There's some, there's some good stuff in there. And you, um, uh, I'll close it with saying, you said something about uh, knowing what you got to do inside, and that's what you follow. I did a yeah. motivation man a couple weeks ago about contentment or fulfillment, and how Ooh. people come to the to the realization that they can have all this money, all this wealth, all this fame, and they're content because they have everything they wanted, but they're yeah. not fulfilled because they didn't do what they were called to do. 
Yeah. There's a big difference in having all the stuff yeah. than doing what you were wired to do from the get-go. And that's where you really find the fulfillment. That's where you really can reach the impossible because that's what's wired in you from the get. And people don't yeah. realize. I mean, that's why you got these millionaires that are miserable because they yeah. never did what they were called to do. They did what they were good at, but not what yes. they were passionate about. Yes. That's and complete. you do what you're passionate about, and that's what takes you over the hump. And that's what we're, absolutely, yeah. And that's then, what we want that's to what take about. me over a lot of humps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, man. Blessings to you, man. We'll see you next time. God I'll bless, you, and, and thanks to you guys for checking us out at Chasing the Impossible. We'll see you again soon. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Yeah, peace. There it is. <laughs>